Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Dovillier Olivier, and you're listening to the Peaceful Moment Podcast. Catch us. Peace and blessings, blessings of peace. Thank you so much for joining me on a peaceful moment. As we continue our rock bottom stories, if you know anybody who has a beautiful rock bottom story, or if you know anybody who has a story to tell right now, hit me up on the podcast Instagram. That's peaceful underscore podcast on Instagram or even on Twitter. Peaceful underscore podcast. There's no T in that one. Today we have Dovillier Olivier. Listen as Dovillier talks about his journey as a starving artist from Virginia Beach, Virginia, all the way down to the sweet old Miami. It's hard out here for everybody. With resiliency, humility, and self-courage, you go far. So sit back, relax, and be peaceful. I'm great, man. I'm great. You, you know, like, this whole COVID shit, the main thing is the tiredness. You know, like, motherfuckers just be getting tired. I don't get that. Exactly. That was one of my, uh, one of the symptoms I had, uh, I battled with when I had COVID last year. I was just uh-huh. consistently tired. No matter what I was doing, I would just find myself waking up. And I was just like, damn, what did I go to you, you did? That happened to me earlier today. I was like, fuck, man, I'm tired, yo. And then I went to sleep and I woke up like four hours later and I was like, what the fuck? What is going on? It's terrible, man. Like me, <clears throat> I honestly feel like it started last week because there was a couple of nights where I, I, I had like cold sweats. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I just, probably not, probably yeah. just like, yeah, you know, I'm probably just like hot in my sleep or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, then it's like when the headache came on Sunday, I was like, okay, that's unusual. I never had a headache like this before. And then I started coughing on Monday and I was like, okay, that's super unusual. I was like, but I had already taken the COVID test last Wednesday and was negative, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, whatever, you know, I, let me just go ahead and just schedule another one just in case, cause Lord knows. And like the rapid test came back negative. And then it's like, I wake up the next day and it's like, oh, matter of fact, that was wrong. You have COVID. Mm. So like, what, what, why? 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 What? What kind of system do y'all have going on, man? But it's all good. I get through it. A few days off, you know, so that way I can focus on everything else that I got to focus on in life. A few paid days off. Yeah, um, definitely paid. So I'm happy about that. Um, but you know, for the most part, man, I had. With, with the art, I had a lot of stuff to focus on, a whole lot of stuff to focus on. And, you know, that's, I'm taking it as a blessing for real, for real. As long as I'm not getting no severe symptoms, I'm good. I got you. So before we get into our topic today, let people know where they can find you and any projects you're working on in the future. Most definitely. Find me on Instagram, majority. It's uh, dovillier.art. Um, Facebook is Dovillier Olivier. And uh, for those who don't know how to spell Dovillier, because I wouldn't know how to spell it if it wasn't my name, it's a D-O-R-V-I-L-I-E-R. Um, last name Olivier, O-L-I-V-I-E-R. Um, and projects that I'm working on right now, I'm working on a full collection right now. So um, I'm looking forward to finishing up my, co- my current collection in order to set up a, a solo exhibit. And in conjunction with that uh, exhibit, I want to also do a preview 
of a jewelry collection that I'm working on, which is going to be all solid gold and sterling silver pieces of jewelry. Um, Cause that's something that jewelry is something that I have a passion for in a, in a major way since I sold jewelry for six and a half years of my life. Um, yeah, those are the projects that I'm working on currently. That's incredible. Now, let me tell you something. When that drop, I'm going to have to probably like a check and a half on that. I'm telling most you, likely. man. Most likely. Uh, that's love, man. I appreciate it. Because it's going to be nice, man. I'm actually excited. I, um, I linked up with this lady who I have, I, since I haven't been in the jewelry industry since 2016. And, um, you know, I still have my connections with it, but it's all up north. So, like, down here in Florida, I don't have any uh, anybody who's, like, in the jewelry industry at all. Um, obviously, you could you could meet up with people who vendor, like, the copper jewelry and stuff of that nature. But it's that's a different category of jewelry than what I was. I was, like, in the higher-end jewelry and everything. So, um, when it comes to the big money shit yeah exactly you know like i sold forever mark diamonds i sold david yearman jewelry rolex watches you know Movado watches you know high-end diamonds loose diamonds trunk show um jewelry i mean i seen tennis bracelets that was like stuff that floyd mayweather would wear you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like just uh ridiculous large diamonds all around the wrist you know and um when when it came to jewelry that was my my favorite thing was selling diamonds. You know, was, I remember one of my biggest like I had this one day knocked out two ten thousand dollar diamonds in one day. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like sold one early in the day, then closed the other sale for another coworker later on in the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Drew, we we got team selling, so you know I, I had to split both of those with a couple of associates. But at the end of the day. That commission was nice on both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so yeah. two backflips. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, mm. It was that was that was a dope day. You know what I'm saying? Just to be able to knock that out the park like that. You know. But yeah, I, I love jewelry, and um, I have friends that are still in the industry, and they're like, "Man, you need to come back to jewelry." I'm like, "Man, I'm gonna come back, but you're gonna be selling my jewelry." What? Say it like that. You know Talk what I'm to me saying? Nice. That's it. You know, so that's that's um that's my goal with it right now. Uh, so I've been I, I met this new connection, this lady, um, and she's gonna link me in with a jeweler that she knows. Um, she's actually a pretty good connection. It was very refreshing because it was the first time in years that I had like a a, a, a inside jeweler, jewelry industry personnel conversation. I haven't had that in a long time, so. Just to be able to talk about jewelry, talk about jewelers, talk about the different companies uh, and, and things of that nature. And um, I'm going to really utilize that connection to get an understanding of what designers are doing now today. Because I haven't really looked into a lot of the designers these days. Like, you know, your David Yermans, your um, John Hardy's, you know, um, those designers are really two top designers, you know, then you got like, obviously Cartier, you have, um, Cartier has beautiful jewelry. This is actually this one, um, African jewelry company on Instagram that I follow that I really, I'm attracted to them because of their advertisement. I love the way they advertise their stuff, but, um, the jewelry looks equally as nice, but their advertisement is just beautiful. I can't, the, the, the name isn't coming to my head at the moment, but yeah, man, um, jewelry is something I have a, a huge passion for and a, a huge love for. And, and I, I just can't wait to get this first sample set done so that way I could put that in a beautiful glass case and just mm-hmm. have that exhibited with my artwork, you know. No, oh, that's going to hit different. Mm-hmm. Mm. The ancestors gonna be singing at that point. They were like, "See this right Look, here, man. We made yeah. that happen." <laughs> Ain't no. The beautiful thing about it is that it's gonna be all quality jewelry. You know, like I'm. I wanna be. I wanna take this 
I said to the level of like your John Hardys and, and David Yermans, you know what I'm saying? But give people what it's worth though. You know, like when you look at um a lot of those companies, you know, they they sell the craftsmanship and um the 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 handwork exactly. of their jewelry. But you're looking at like sterling silver pieces that are thousands of dollars. Exactly. And it's like, uh, nah, I want to sell, you know, 18 karat gold solid pieces. I'm going to have my sterling silver as well just to hit that price point. You know what I'm saying? I have my below $1,000 jewelry. But I'm, I'm goaling myself to just have like precious metals, precious ge- precious gemstones, natural gemstones, all incorporated in my jewelry pieces. But I'm gonna start off with just solid gold and solid silver right now. And I respect it. Well, I can't wait. Cause one thing about Jordan Brown, I love me some jewelry. Or, or jewelry's, jewelry's like one, one of those luxury products that, I remember I was talking to this one guy who, um, he was he wanted to invest in gold. And um this is actually while I was working at the jewelry store. And he was talking to me about how different metals in jewelry and different gemstones in jewelry make you give off different energies when you wear them. Mm. And um I was like, man, well, my thing is yellow gold. Cause anytime I have any yellow gold on me, I feel like, you know, a statement. In mm-hmm. one way or another, you know what I'm saying? Because so, one thing you go, the first thing you're going to notice on me is my gold bracelet. Mm-hmm. Anybody, that's mm-hmm. the first thing they see on me. I don't care what shirt I'm wearing, what cologne I'm wearing, hair look. Once they see that gold bracelet, they know what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I get, get some nice gold bracelet designs then, man. I appreciate it. Most definitely. The peaceful, what is that thing right there? The peaceful, we're going to work on it. The peaceful break, the peaceful goal, hey, golden peace, you just golden call it, peace. You just call it right peace. There. <laughs> there you go, right there. The peace, peace collection. I appreciate it. So today I wanted you to get on here to um, hop on the podcast and because uh, at the moment we're talking about a rock bottom stories. Mm-hmm, so the mm-hmm. first episode, um, I divulge into my uh, my experience in the military, how I got kicked out of the army. Okay. Um, my other friend talked about his journey to medical school. Shout out to Sir Doctor Luke Nelson. Uh, then I have my other friend who was talking about uh, his city bus stories and how he had to build himself back up after he almost flunked out of high school. Oh, wow. Got um, other buddy who, um, who was real young. He said he'd never been through anything, but he did say one of his lowest points in life was when he came out to his battle on LSD. That was crazy. Mm. That was a damn mm. story. <laughs> That's the next episode. That's so, tough. Um, if you will, give us a little synopsis of like um of your headspace when you was in your rock bottom moment. Man. You know, it's crazy. When I moved down to Florida to pursue my art, it was 2016. Mm-hmm. And um it Where'd was you move a, from? I moved from Virginia. From Virginia Beach, Virginia, 757. Um, I was working in Chesapeake, Virginia at Reed's Jewelers. And it came, it was like a, it's kind of like a domino effect type of thing. You know, the way that I came to just make the decision of leaving. And it started off with the jewelry store sleeping on me consistently. Um, there was an opportunity that should have been my opportunity in my opinion um and at the at the time it should have been in my opinion at the time it should have been my opportunity where um the higher revenue store in the area because there's three sister stores Mm -hmm. technically four sister stores there's a store two chesapeake stores a virginia beach store and a newport news store and um the newport news store and one of the Chesapeake stores are both kind of ghetto. The the Chesapeake <laughs> store that I, you know, in a nutshell, you know, the, the Chesapeake store that I worked in was more middle income, 
lower income, um, military shipyard, you know, type people. And then the Virginia Beach store, that was the high revenue store, mm-hmm. you know. And so the Virginia Beach store had just underwent um, terminating their manager, assistant manager, and sales one. Um, the sales one position, that's the, the higher salesperson. That's the salesperson with the highest um, goal. That's the one, that's the person that pretty much maintains the sales floor. And I was the sales one in my store, in my Chesapeake store. And so they had a scam going on in the Virginia Beach store and they ended up firing that whole team. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, it was crazy. And they almost lost their their contract with the financing company Pioneer, who does the military financing over that scandal. Mm. And so when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, y'all got an assistant manager position opened up in that store right now. So I text my district manager right away. And I was like, hey, you know, if you need an assistant manager for that store. I'm your guy. Ignored my text. Never heard from him. You know, he came to visit my store like a month later or so. And he sat me down. He was like, hey, you know, I saw your text. But, you know, I think that you would be a better fit as an assistant manager in the other Chesapeake store because that position opened up. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, first of all, that store is like, I, I put it like this, that store is an hour away from where I lived at, but with traffic, it would have been like two hours. The manager of that store, I didn't like at all. And, you know, it's, just, it's a ghetto store, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, like, I'm not dealing with that. Like, it's crazy. You know, so I was like, no, nah, I'm not going here. I'm not, I'm not going to take that position. You know, you don't want to give me the position that I asked for. You know, it's all good. I stay right here. And th- that's why I, did. I stayed there. And I just looked at that like, you know, why would they even try me like that? You know, in the Virginia Beach store, I lived in Virginia Beach. You know, I was already commuting 30 minutes just to come to the Chesapeake store that I worked at. That Virginia Beach store would have been 15 minutes away from where I lived at. Mm-hmm. So it would just been an ideal situation. And till this day, I could sell circles around anybody that they have in that store. You know what I'm saying? And from what I understood, Stan, they, they lost a couple of high-end jewelry collections, including their Rolex collection in that store. So, I mean, this this their loss. Like I said, at the time, I felt like that was for me. But now looking back, it was the perfect situation for me because that's after that had happened, I had started to focus more on my artwork. And focusing on my artwork put me into a, a different type of mentality. And I started thinking, how can I make money myself instead of working for a paycheck? Mm-hmm. And um, all I ever knew was my art. You know, I, I didn't really go to college. I did like a semester in college, you know, and just all throughout my life, it was just, you know, I could either draw or paint, you know. And how can I turn this into something? So started working on different clothing designs, started working on canvases, started building my own canvases. I was selling unique shaped canvases to other artists, you know, so I was just trying to figure out, like, how can I hustle this? How can I turn this into a full business? And um, once I started really getting into a wave with that and, you know, obviously social media is also growing at this time as well. Um, I started thinking more outside the box. And then, you know, fast forward the story, 2016 comes and I do, I was traveling to go to different art exhibits and different art events in, you know, DC, Baltimore, New York, Atlanta. And then 2016, this uh, group that I exhibit with called Moving Art, they announced uh, that they were going to do a show in Miami in uh, June. I think it was June or July 2016. And so I said... Real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. That, uh, it was that date. Because July 2016 is the... That's the month I went to the military. That's the month I shipped Really? Out. That's the exact month. Mm. I left July 8th, 2016. Wow. Do you wow. know what date when you uh, came down to, uh came down here? Um, I could find out. I could find out. I gotta go to 
scroll down in the history of the Instagram timeline. <laughs> you got about a thousand posts on there. So you burn some- yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it's all good. It's just, you know, flipping the thumb. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, moving art was, was incredible. That moving art, the first time I was part of moving art was, um, in 2015, I want to say it was August or September. Yeah, it was September 2015. And it was the first time that they went to Brooklyn, New York. And I was like, well, shit, you know, Brooklyn, that's that's my that's my backyard right there. You know what I'm saying? So I had seen them on social media, like, you know, just like following different artists. And this one particular artist named Ashley that I have followed, she was a part of it when they were launching in Atlanta. And so when I had seen the photos and the videos, I was like, man, I need to be a part of that. Then they said, oh, we, we don't do moving art Brooklyn. I like that. It ain't nothing for me to go to Brooklyn. Um, you know, my family over there and everything. I know, I know New York like back in my hand. So... I was a part of their show in Brooklyn in 2015, and I just I was just rolling with them. They went back down to Atlanta for a couple of shows, did their shows in Atlanta. I remember the first time, matter of fact, the first time I did body art was with Moving Art. And um, that was in, in Brooklyn in 2015, and I was able to turn, I was able to grow the body art the way I was able to grow my body art to the point where it's at today. But, um, yeah, when when they did the the show in Atlanta, when when I did when I was part of their f- show in Atlanta for the first time, because they had done two previous shows in Atlanta before that, because that's where they're based out of. I um I wore a white suit to do body art, and everybody just like they saw me walk in with a white suit, and they're like. What are you like a vendor? You you one of the people that run? I was like, nah, I'm one of the artists. They're like, you one of the artists? I was like, yeah. They're like, you wearing a white suit? I was like, yeah. They're like, so you don't do body art? I was like, yeah. They're like, in a white suit? I was like, yeah. And I'm going to keep this <laughs> motherfucker clean. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I ended up doing um, body art on two yogis that night, and I kept that joint clean, bro. <laughs> on two what now? I, I said I ended up doing body art um, with two of their yogis. Cause they they do a, a yoga flow mm. with the paint on you know the body art done on them you know that's that, that's their that's their thing so that that night with the white suit I did I did the body art on two different yogis and I kept the white suit clean bro like, I was like yeah I'm keeping this joint clean yo y'all ain't gonna get no paint on this white suit little did yeah. they know hey and I and I had like a half bottle of Hennessy that night too. <laughs> I was out there just, you know, being being the vibe, the vibe that I am. My dog said, "Steady hands, steady hands." You did, you know. It, it's crazy. There's a there's a video of one of my friends, um, that had been part of the Moving Art family since the beginning, and um, he's straight from he's from Memphis actually, and he was like, "Man, I seen him walk in, and he had on a white suit," and I was like, "I know this man ain't about to body paint with white suit on." I seen him hit this move. I was like, he got to have the white suit on to do that. <laughs> it's Larry, my man DJ. Yo, that's my guy. I'm still scrolling. I'm trying to find this date, man. You know, I got, damn. I'm, I'm scrolling, man. I've been scrolling this whole time. I think, I think I almost make up a date. Nah, nah, nah. We we gonna get this date. We gonna get this date, G. Um, but yeah, man. So. That was ju- that was July, um, 2016, you know, moving on Miami, which was incredible. And I remember this is back. I still had uh, my my very first Twitter account, and there was this cat. Oh, here we go. July 9th. See. July 9th. See the day I left. The, the day crazy, before you got right? here is the day I left. That is crazy. So, um, yeah, there was this guy who had been following me named Eric, my guy Sonar. This is his nickname, Sonar. And um, he was like, man, 
he told he 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 a cool cat, right? He told he's like, yeah, man, yeah, come to Miami, hit me up, I got you. I'm thinking in my head like this random cat, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying. So I got an Airbnb in South Beach, and um, I packed my car up and I drove. It's a 14 and a half, 15 hour drive from Virginia Beach to 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 Miami. Yes, I I drove all the way down Uh, because I had to have so much art supply with me. It wouldn't have made sense to like, you know, take a plane or or train or something like that. So I drove all the way down and um, I get here and I I I rest for a little bit. I hit the homie up. I'm like, let me see what this cat is about, right? So I hit the homie up. I was like, look, I got to go to a meet and greet for the moving art people. I don't know. I don't know Miami, bro. So if you could drive me around, I'll introduce you to the people. And he, he was doing music at the time. I'll, I'll introduce you to the people. Maybe you could do some music stuff, whatever, whatever. He was like, all right, cool. I'm going to come through. I'll let you know. I like, all right, bet. So a few hours pass by, and he comes through. I'm like, oh, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? So drove me to Little Haiti. I, I've never been to Little Haiti or nothing. So drove me to Little Haiti. We go to um, the organizers, Airbnb. We do a whole meet and greet, and we kicking it. So then the next day, they were doing some yoga on the beach. Then the day after that was the actual moving art event. So that was July 9th. So then after moving art, um, my homie Eric was like, he's like, yo, you want to check out Wynwood? I was like, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, nah, pause. This is this is still the day that we did the meet and greet. So we, we go from the meet and greet in Little Haiti, and he's like, yo, you want to check out Wynwood? So I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking Wynwood is like a building. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, cool, check it. You know, so I'm like expecting to walk into a gallery named Wynwood. And he's driving, and I'm in the passenger seat, and he's like, yo, this is Wynwood. And I'm like, where the fuck Which is one? that, bro? I'm looking out. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, where, where, where's Wynwood? Where's the building at? And he looks, he's like, nah, this whole area is Wynwood. It's the art district. I was like, oh, shit. I bet. Let me open my eyes up. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I see the murals. You know, this mm-hmm. this 2016 Wynwood. So this is like, I guess, people in Miami consider that like kind of the peak of Wynwood. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, okay, bet. So I'm looking around, and like my my mind got blown from that point on. And I was like, wow, they really just created a whole area for art. You know what I'm saying? When I saw that, I was just so inspired. Then we do moving art. It was beautiful energy. And after moving art, you know, I was I was kicking it. The day after, I went to the beach. And I was like, Yo, I'm gonna rent a jet ski. So I get a jet ski and I, I drive the jet ski all the way out as far as I felt comfortable into the ocean. And um What? <laughs> yeah, I just went, wait a minute. I, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to go like as far as I felt comfortable, right? So like I went I went a good distance out with the jet ski and I, I turned the jet ski horizontal and um to my left was the shore, was the beach. And to my right was the ocean. It was infinity. You know? And I just like, I sat there mm. and I, I looked both ways. I looked up at the, the sun. I looked both ways again. I said, I'm moving down here. Ooh! The, the, the decision was made right there on the water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and um, sure as shit, August 31st, 2016 was the last day working at the jewelry store. I had a one month exhibit in Baltimore um, at my man Millie's gallery up in Baltimore called the Sand Gallery. And then I was kind of wilding out. I was driving between New York, Baltimore, Jersey, D.C. I was just going wherever I felt like throughout that month. And then November 1st, 2016, I moved Florida. Only knew two people down here, no family down here. I came down here with a goal. I was like, I'm just gonna build my network up. I'm gonna 
everybody that I meet up with is going to be about art and business. You know, I'm not going to be bullshitting. And, um, you know, that's what I did. So in order to supplement income, I was like, yo, let me just drive Uber. You know, I think Uber was just really getting big at that time. You know, there's, there were still places that didn't even have Uber service, you know, but South Florida was just all Uber everywhere. And I was, I kind of got worried because I thought that I would have to change my uh, my license over and everything. But for some, somehow it, it went through without me having to get a Florida license. And I was just driving Uber and painting, you know, for for a long time, man. Throughout that period from 2016 to 2018, those were the hardest years of my life, though. <laughs> that that's when that's when I'll say life for me got extremely real. It was like, you know, Uber wasn't secure income at all. Um Art, you know, everybody knows the term starving artist, you know, and I was like, man, I'm not going to be a starving artist. I was below a starving artist. Below a starving artist. (laughs) I've been starving. I'm just an artist at this point. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like, yo, we we just don't even consider eating a thing no more, you know? Yeah, let me just go to bed. I don't need you. (laughs) That's it, bro. You know, and um, there was was times I wake up since you know some change in the bank account no cash in the pocket no no deposits for art coming in no gas in my car you know what I'm saying um car note pass due i had i was i was um tricking my insurance companies just to keep insurance on my car i would pay the first month and then not pay the insurance no more let them drop me but i'll take the date and put it in the Uber app, so that way Uber thinks that I have six months of insurance. Nah, not knowing that I'm driving Uber uninsured. <laughs> and they say the Florida, that's immediate jail time. My man, <laughs> let me tell you. But the Uber app ain't no. <laughs> so I'm um I'm doing all time. I'm running my debit card as credit just to put gas in the car. I'll put about $20 of gas in the car just to get a few Uber rides, you know what I'm saying? Pay that money back so that way I don't get an insufficient funds charge. Um, and then drive Uber for the next eight to 10 hours to to get some money so that way I could get some food, you know what I'm saying? Then, man, I was, uh, I was living with a roommate, you know, like, yo, don't worry about it. I'm going to come up with the rent money. Now I had to come up with $500 a month. You know, I'm asking my mother to help me out with rent every now and then. Like, it was just, uh, that that probably is what broke me down the most, having to ask my mother for my rent money. You know what I'm saying? And um, there was times where I'm driving my car. This, this is like 2017 and, and 2018 like granted i'm happy because i'm in south florida like the weather is beautiful the palm trees are beautiful you know and and all that stuff but man the struggle was the struggle was struggling my struggle was had struggles you know what i'm saying it was just it was terrible but thank god you know it was just me by myself i i created a homeless plan for myself at one point i was like you know what I'm not moving back to Florida, Virginia. I'm if I'm gonna be down here homeless, I'm gonna get a storage unit. I'm gonna just get a cheap storage unit, put all my stuff in the storage unit. I'm gonna live in my car. And I'm gonna get a gym membership and just take showers at the gym. I had Listen. a homeless had a homeless plan set up. Thank God I never <laughs> had to put that into play. <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm trying to move to Texas, right? I'm trying to make it uh, make it over to Texas, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna cap. I wrote down my homeless plan too, just I'm in case I lose you, my man. job and everything in Texas. I'm telling you, man. It, you you know you know the struggle is real when you're like, okay, I might have to implement this homeless plan. So let me make sure I I make the most out of it, you know. Exactly. But uh, I said, thank God it didn't have to come down to that. And um, and there was times where I'm in my car, breaking out crying. You know what I'm saying? Just 
busting tears out crazy, you know. Um, and it, it was just, it was a wild time, man. It was a wild time. Then my car got repoed, and whoa, my car in Virginia. Yeah, my car literally Damn, they found it, <laughs> bro. Let me tell you, my car literally got repoed the day I was gonna make a payment on my car note. And like I I I woke up early that morning to to do something, and my, I had my car early in the morning. I think I helped somebody out or something like that. Parked my car in the neighborhood. Now, granted, there was nothing that had my name attached to that neighborhood, so I don't even know how the repo guys found my fucking car. So, I had parked my car, went back inside, you know. Chilling, doing my thing. 12 o'clock comes around. I'm like, bet, let me start getting on the Uber clock. I walk outside, my car is gone. Damn. And I was like, yo, where is my car? And like in the neighborhood that I moved into, it was the Prospect Park Apartments off of 31st Avenue. Um, low-key ghetto. I think they're like supplement income apartments. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always guys outside. So I'm like, yo, what happened to my car? They're like, I don't know. I'm looking at them like, I'm off. They lying. I'm like, y'all, I know y'all watched my car get towed away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, y'all probably was out here just waiting for me to come out this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So then uh, I was like, man, I think my car got repo. So I called up the, the financial company. It was Toyota Financial. They were like, yeah, your car got repossessed through the payments. I was like, Lord have mercy. Yo. They're like, you got to come up with, I think it was like $1,200 cash. I was like, man, I got $500 in the bank and that's it. And my only way of making money is my car, you know? <laughs> so I had to call my mother up. Like, ma, this is the Damn. situation. She just, she she came through. I'm telling you, like, it, my mother is, is my rock for real, man. Like, mm-hmm. My, cause I didn't have my father in my life, you know what I'm saying. So, my my mother really financially helped me get out of a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying. But that a, after that, and then having to make that money back, and you know, going through that period, man, that was that was the. It was more than pivotal, you know what I'm saying. It was like. It, you know, people be like, oh, the, the mud, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. I was in quicksand with mud on top of this quicksand. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I, I don't know what's going on right now, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, uh, I said, thank God for my mother, man. My mother, she, she, I know she had to believe in me somehow, some way to help me out the way she helped me out, you know what I'm saying? Because that, that, that was tough, man. That was, that was really point blank you know i i didn't have like people have habits i didn't have money for a habit you know what i'm saying like i'm trying to make all my stuff legally somehow you know i'm not trying to do anything illegal and then at the same time i'm somewhere where i don't even know people yeah at, at this point i still i'm still trying to grow my network so as i'm driving uber I'm going to certain places. I'm like getting offline, going certain places where I know some artsy people are going to be at, mm-hmm. meeting up with people. Then I would leave and get back on the Uber clock again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really, I've really developed my network in South Florida, just being out here. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I just thank God that I'm able to be in the position that I'm in. I'm at now today, you know what I'm saying? Like things got super hard. I didn't, even the decision to start working a job again, you know, was a tough decision for me because I didn't want to work a job again. I just wanted to create art. But um, it just got to a point where it's like, all right, well, you got a new crib now. You got to pay this mortgage now. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, mm-hmm. I got to handle that because you know, there's a cosignee on this on this mortgage. You know what I'm saying? This is my mother. She cosigned for my my condo, and I'm like, nah, man, I gotta swallow my pride, get a job, make sure I get the, a correct income to pay this mortgage because 
you know, if I mess my own stuff up, that's just me. I can't mess her stuff up as well. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, everything, everything that I have grown into mentally came from, you know, 20, 20, 2016, 2017 and 2018. Those, those three years, you know, the, the really the end of 2016, so majority 2017, 2018, those years kicked my ass, man. Mm. Kicked my ass. Something. It was it was tough. So, like, from listening to your story, I hear a recurring theme, you know. I hear, um, I keep hearing humility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, I gained my humility working at AMC Sunrise 8, the movie theater that I'm currently sitting at right now trying to record this podcast. Word. I learned my humility here. And um, I also learned humility riding the city bus up and down at 8 o'clock in the morning trying to get my job, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how important do you think humility is to your journey? It's, it's um for me, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the best characteristic traits that I had to, that I had to taste you know what I'm saying? It was like they say a hard pill to swallow. That shit is beyond <laughs> that. But it's, it's one like, of them damn um them dry chalky ass Tylenol pills. Man, that gets stuck in your throat. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like you gotta take if you drink the water, it makes it even drier. Then it start burning your throat you, a little you gotta, bit. Yeah, you gotta drink milk to get them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Humility, bro, is because when you when you sell jewelry, you're a jewelry salesperson, you're selling high-end jewelry, everything of that industry is luxury, you know, is 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 all attitude, you know. Nobody's gonna buy an expensive piece of jewelry doesn't have expensive swagger, you know what I'm saying? Why 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 would I buy a Rolex watch from you when you don't even act like you should have a Rolex watch? You know what I'm saying? No, they're not gonna do that. I might I, I might be wearing um, a $500 watch, but I'm going to act like it's a $5,000 watch. You know what I'm saying? And all my, everything about you just has to have that upscale swagger, no matter what. Like, your whole personality has to be upscale. You know what I'm saying? Like, my shit don't stink. You know? But what you, what you lose in that mentality is you ain't getting paid shit, bro. Like you, you working for the same shit somebody in a retail store is working for, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, you don't have your high months, but because you're in a luxury business, you're spending money on everything. You're spending money on suits. You're spending money on nights out. Just, just blowing your money. You know what I'm saying? Because you're used, you, you sell to people who are blowing their money. You know, so the whole energy is spending a lot of money on luxury items that you don't need. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody needs jewelry. You know, it's a luxury item. So you sell it on the emotion. So the emotions and the energy and everything about you has to be in a way that justifies somebody coming to you and buying that piece of jewelry. That I, man, let me tell you, I had people on three different lines of credits for one piece of jewelry. Whew. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how cold I was. You know, I I feel like that that was part of my karma for 2017 and 2018. Like get them damn grandmas on that damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I I was I was nice at it. You know, I'm like, look, man, I got you on this credit card, I got you on this loan, and I got you on this this other loan too. So when you get three bills, don't be mad at me. You really want this piece of jewelry, homie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, you know, so I say that to say this, you know, there's no humility in that industry, in your mentality. So when I got that, 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 you know, smack in the face, um, taste of humility that's when i started really i think that that's when i started really figuring out who is dovelier mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying I, and i started building a, a new person, person personality new characteristics new experiences um the way i speak to people became different um 
this the habits of mine became different. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, it's, it's you you need to go through that in order to appreciate, you know, why you wake up in the morning. So yeah, man, humility is huge. If anybody know about humility, it's me. Because Jordan word, Brown, word. let me tell you something. Talk All the me. things that I've seen, the things that I've done, if I wanted to be an egotistical maniac walk around here acting like I'm the greatest thing ever, I have every license to do so. Mm-hmm. But because I've seen what the bottom looks like and I've seen what the top looks like, mm-hmm. I know where I need to stand. You feel what I'm saying? Facts. Like, I've, I've done... Listen, I'm not going to say I've done it all because I'm only 23 years old. Mm-hmm. But I've seen people who have done it all. Mm-hmm. I've seen... I've been in millionaires' houses before, you know. With my job, I've, I've been in people's houses who make... I can think of, you know what I mean? And I've mm-hmm. been in people's houses who have absolutely nothing. Because I've seen these, some of these people who make millions of dollars and I'm in a big house and their kids just look at them like... The kids look at them in, with disappointment, you know what I mean? Mm. Their, their, their pride and joys don't even appreciate them. You have mm. millions of dollars and your kids look at you like a regular person on the street. Yep. And I've seen people who have nothing... And their kids are like their best friend, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So humility, I've seen both sides. I've seen humility and I've seen. Yeah, I'm building. I'm building, man. I'm building. It's, it's, it's an exciting time right now for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm building. I feel like I'm at a new pivotal point of my life um, that's more on a positive level. Obviously, way more positive level. Um you know, far from far from where I need to be at, but that 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 level of work is there. Uh, I think right now where I'm at in life, my my most precious attribute is my time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm at a point now where I need as much time as I can gather to work on everything that needs to be put out. You know, from the artwork, from the creating these jewelry designs, um, I want to learn a new industry uh, with the the growth of the marijuana industry, um, because I have so many plans, um, and I want to I want to be a full luxury brand. You know, art, jewelry, and marijuana as the expansion of um, the legalization keeps on happening so right now i'm just in a very i'm exploring i'm building i'm creating and i'm just adding to my resume you know so that way i could just i want to i want to get to a point where whatever room i walk into whatever meeting i have whatever conversation i have there is no question of who i am and um you know this I feel like I'm going to achieve that this year. You know, it's very exciting, man. It's very exciting. But I think the biggest the biggest thing that I'm proud about with myself in the current state that I'm in is being able to instill that energy into other people. Um, which is a beautiful thing. You know, there was a Mike Tyson um interview and in the interview Mike Tyson said that his biggest regret was not helping more people. And it was so interesting to see somebody of a, a iconic figure in the way that Mike Tyson is, you know, this tough, bad, you know, mean guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Known for knocking people out and just being, you know, a, a a pit bull in the streets, you know what I'm saying? And coming from Brownsville, Brooklyn, and him saying that his biggest regret is not helping more people. I was like, wow, that's huge, you know? And I, I thought about that deeply and I thought to myself, well, how can I help people? And um, that's when I, um, you know, a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago to a couple of years ago, I had the idea of a social group. And last December, I was capable of putting that together and, building a social group that's just based off of instilling self-belief into people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's my way 
of helping people. I, I want to do a lot more things when I'm able to do more things. But right now, instilling that level of belief, instilling, um, you know, aspirations and perseverance into people and letting people just simply believe in themselves and get inspired by themselves. You know, that's that's probably one of the things I'm the happiest about right now. Understood. Understood. So before we wrap up, you already know how this roll. This is your chance to get your name on the wall. This is your chance to get your plaque and your uh, your canvas. Word, but word. do you have any advice for anybody who is in the pit, who's at that rock bottom right now? Ooh. Yeah, man. Um, My biggest advice, and this is something that I... It's, it's easier said than done. Uh, way easier said than done. Um, but biggest advice, appreciate it. Mm. Appreciate it because it's going to make you. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they, they always say, what don't, the, what don't break you makes you. You know what I'm saying? What don't kill you make you stronger. You know, all, all those no weapon formed against me shall prosper. All those things. The pit is all of those things that's created to, and formed to go against you and formed to break you. Um, so It's your training ground. Exactly, exactly. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate every second of it because it's going to become your story one day. Mm-hmm. Woo, you, you spit on the beat on that one. I'm telling you, you man. spit on the beat on that one. But that's pretty much it. I appreciate you for joining me today. Most definitely, man. Appreciate you for, you know, putting out the peaceful podcast, man. You see what I'm saying? I'm just trying to make something good for the people. Because um, in a few, in a little bit, I'm going to be at my rock bottom when I move to Texas. And I'm out there by myself looking crazy. Mm-hmm. In my brand new apartment, my new two-bedroom apartment, my laptop, my podcast equipment, and my mattress on the floor. Just so making it happen. There, just making it happen. No plan, raw dog in life. That's it, man. It's, it's ain't no you. You at the perfect time for it, man. Twenty three is a is a fun age, bro. Like I'm thirty four years old. Um, twenty sixteen. What was I? I think I was like twenty eight, twenty nine. You know, so like I really got on this journey kind of later in life. But I'm a late bloomer. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've always been a late bloomer. You know, so. I I look at everything as it happened exactly when it's supposed to happen, you know. So, but yeah, man, make all your mistakes now. You know, make all your mistakes now, and just keep on growing. Keep on growing. Amazing advice. I appreciate you, bro. Like so, like that. No.